0: what
1: i say! hey girls and gays hey girls and gays of the world you do the same one every single literally week and you keep saying you think it's different this
0: one was different nope i usually go hey girls and gays don't i nope oh, damn
1: <laughs> welcome back to another episode of i said what i said where we close the gap between who we are and who we want to be
0: and where we are and where we want to be
1: today Who are you? Oh, I am Makundwa. I'm your host. (laughs) And I am your co-host with the most Nyakwezi. We are two sisters, two buxom sisters living together in Johannesburg, South Africa. Two besties, two twins divided by years. I know. And... The only thing that'll tear us apart is when we find our white kings, which we are discussing today. Not tear us apart, I mean just like oh live apart. I know. We literally <laughs> have such different tastes. Okay. So today we're discussing all of this. We're discussing preferences when dating. Do white kings exist? And are they coming Snacks. to save us? Or are they going to ruin <laughs> us like they did Pocahontas? No, she um, was weak, man. We are also going to look at Love is Blind, the Netflix show that's taken the internet by storm. Mm-hmm. And we're going to use it as a lens to discuss preferences and what makes love difficult and dating specifically. Right. I am in a bit of a bad mood, so I might be aggressive this episode, but um yeah. You know, I'll I'll take it on for all of us. Yes, so you will. What foresight,
0: though, um, with Love Is Blind, like to conceptualize a show two years ago to film. I, I think they finished filming a sort of two years ago, and now in twenty big twenty twenty, people are
1: crying in front of their TV screens. Well, it's it's interesting. I think we'll discuss all that. I I don't. I've got some problems with it. Okay. Um. So Love Is Blind is a Netflix show. It's ten se- ten episodes long, and it is about. It's supposed to be a quote unquote experiment. Uh, to see if love truly is blind. This is my kind
0: of science, guys.
1: Literally, her kind of Gwyneth science. Mm. So what they do is they get participants who identify as male, who identify as female, cishet, mm-hmm. and um, they are put in rooms with a screen between them. And they have to talk. And based on their chemistry, they have a couple of days in which to decide who they're going to, de- going to propose to. Ten days. Ten days. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? hmm And it is the men proposing to the women. So, at the end of the show, it dwindles down to a couple of couples who are left. Mind you, dozens. There were dozens of men and women at the beginning. In the end, they are only... Five. Couples left. So, we're going to discuss it. Please go watch. Spoiler alert. Go watch it if you haven't. It's great. (sighs) Okay. There is a lot.
0: There were six, but one of them had a bit of a, a tragic early burnout. Which we'll discuss. Which we'll discuss. We'll discuss.
1: I wonder if we should just jump... Get us to your spiciest point about Lovers Blind. Let's just start. Honestly, <laughs> just dive right in.
0: Oh, so for me. So, my spiciest point was the beginning, episode, season one, episode one, minute, you know, within the first hour, that was the best. And from there, it was kind of downhill for me. Oh. Yeah. The most, so it was the most moving. Maybe that's not the spiciest, ah. but the most moving for me was the beginning. And then it was
1: downhill. Yeah, we did do a lot of crying. Um, a lot me of, and you. I think the first one, two, yeah. and three episodes. Yeah. And it was actually about (laughs) our white king, Cameron. So there's this couple. Uh, No, we actually no. If you haven't watched it, yeah. If you haven't watched it, you haven't watched it. And it is what it is. We're not catching you up. Yeah, no. Okay. So I have... Firstly, I'm quite curious about Lovers Blind's black issue, race issue. Mm. Explain to me why that whole house was chock-a-block with black women (laughs) At the mm-hmm. beginning, and then at the end, there was only one black woman left, which begs the question. It made me start thinking about what do we mean when we say love is blind? Because the only the people who were kicked off the show were black women. One of them who was black happened to be bigger than I think. I think all those women who were a size eight. Yeah, was bigger.
0: That's the what eight UK. What is that in anyway? I don't know. Version.
1: Yeah, you get your Google tools out. Um so she was bigger than that size. Mm. She also embodied a kind of blackness that is considered aggressive actually by mm. people. She had some head rolls and some eye rolls and the black women who survived did not. The other people who were kicked off the show were I guess what they'd consider the uglies and the rednecks. <laughs> I mean, really, if we're going to let's use the language we really think the producers used, because that is how they were talking about people. So the one person who had the most emotional intelligence, who seemed the most compassionate, thoughtful and curious about others was made to be um, the Ayanna for the group. He was a short white king. Um, he had a protruding kind of head bone or like. I don't know what you call it. That like eyebrow bone was protruding. So he he was not conventionally attractive and they made him the shrink. And after he did his duty of coaching the other men in love, he was kicked off the show. So you can't tell me that a woman didn't find him interesting through the glass. That
0: is so true. And it's
1: also quite curious that the person with the least substance, Burnett or Barnett, who is (laughs) basically a meathead, um, (laughs) had the most attention from women. Things aren't making sense. So when Netflix says love is blind, well, clearly not. Love is blind only once you filter people out by looks, mm. a race, and class. <laughs> because there were only two people there who did not have the tax bracket to be there. That was Mark because he was a student living on top of his friends. Oh, he was in, a
0: personal trainer.
1: But like he's a, a fresh a, one. a PT. And yeah. then it was at the beginning of his career. At the beginning of his career, <laughs> you know twenty four. Yeah. Then it was Amber who was homeless so but she stayed there because she was white and pretty and cute yeah um and so and I, aggressive and aggressive so i kind of i think we're, we're going to jump all over the place with this because i want to springboard straight into the idea of mm. do you think dating would truly be easier if you didn't know about somebody's um in physical and social intersection if you didn't know their race you didn't know what they did if you just got to know people behind a mm. door and is that realistic is that what we really want
0: Okay, so I think, um, yeah, no, that's a big question. It's a great question. And I think that's the the hook of Love is Blind. It's selling the kind of the, the utopic or that like idealistic view that who you are on the inside is enough um, to be loved and loved fully and to get the big final prize, which is marriage. Um, but, you know, as you've just said now, it was all rigged. I mean, they were all models, actors, beautiful Influences. influencers, Good-looking by um, um, mainstream societal standards. Um, even the person that you... You know, the the bigger black woman was gorgeous. Yeah. She was gorgeous.
1: When we say bigger, we mean literally a size 10. Like, yeah, probably bigger two than. sizes
0: smaller than me. Um, two.
1: Three? What am a I? A few more.
0: A lot more. How? Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm an 18.
1: Well, you do the math, listeners. It ten size <laughs> Anyhow. She's ten size. Anyhow, this not a spiral. Oh body Yaks dysmorphia. Spiral. <laughs> and Yaks literally holding her head. It's okay, so, darling.
0: So I think the point is that um, it was set up in such a way that once you have um, gotten to know this person in the dark, you come out on your
1: prizes. They're good looking, great body. Um, and in real life, let's try that in Joburg. Let's put up. <laughs> let's, let's put a container. Know, you'll be robbed. Let's put a shipment container <laughs> on Simmons Street get people to walk in and we discuss and we see like does is that how that works because everyone got an actual model like everybody got a literal model and then the one black woman i was just sick like the one black woman who got to stay doesn't embody the blackness that's not palatable Mm. she's short she's small she smiles doesn't say much even when she talks she considers herself essentially (laughs) She's like considers herself Black Panther adjacent. There's nothing about her that's radical, or that we saw that was radical.
0: And even now that I've stalked her honestly on Instagram, there is nothing radical that she shares or shows.
1: And it, she was concerned about that, you know, yeah. about her radicalness. So it's interesting that the one Black woman, when we finally get picked, Do you it's know what, her dad, sh- black. her dad should have been in those pods. He Let her put have... put her dad in the pods. <laughs> he was, and her mom with his Samuel L. Jackson Kangol hats. But anyway, yeah. So I just think. The reason I mention that is because I was having a chat on my Instagram story and I was trying to, we were discussing dating and the idea of preferences. And is it okay to avoid dating certain people because of their trauma? Mm. Loads of people said it's absolutely okay, it's a preference. And loads of people said that is so offensive and hurtful. Trauma is unavoidable, it's a bit dumb. Everyone deserves love. Mm. Now I realized. I don't know if we can have conversations about dating across cultures and across races because the way white people might be afforded to date is not the same way I would. Mm. I would be treated very differently on *Lovers Blind than a very average looking Camilla from Mm. the street. So I just think, I think all of this is complicated actually by race and class and I kind of wondered how we would even have this podcast because we'll be speaking to loads of people who don't look like us as well. And like we can't really compare our experiences and what we need and what we want. Mm. So, for example, this one girl um, or one person in my DMs was saying essentially that even if someone is an alcoholic, they still deserve love. And it's unkind to not consider them as a partner because they're an alcoholic, that alcoholism isn't them. There's so much more to them than alcoholism. And they're essentially as equally a, a possible option. So I realized that kind of r- rhetoric doesn't translate well for diff- across different races because the opportunities were for Amber can be homeless and still look like mm. that and still get on a show. Mm.
0: And <laughs> still have her so her job title was
1: ex- ex-tank like operator. Tank
0: operator or mechanic.
1: Um What
0: does what an ex just so- dignified in her
1: poverty and her um debt and And yeah, all of that. So that was just really interesting. I thought I really was in tears. I loved the idea of... I really loved Cameron and Lauren because I liked that Cameron... That Lauren was... In my opinion... So Lauren, black woman. Lauren, the black woman. Mm -hmm. Wasn't necessarily... She didn't have to be magical and exceptional Mm. to end up with somebody who treated her well and wanted to take care of her. Mm. Like, she didn't have to be a Beyonce or Serena to finally get the guy. Mm. And I find... I guess in pop culture with black women so many are so exceptional. Like you have, to, it's every day you have to be a Michelle for an Obama. Mm. Whereas with white people, I feel like the medi- mediocrity that society affords them seeps into also who dates them. Um, If we look at like just the amount of black, just figures in pop culture, uh, it's in celebrity figures in the States who are dating white women. Right. It's odd. And white women also who are just like, they have fashion labels on Instagram. Like they're not necessarily movers and shakers. Whereas with black women, it's just not the same thing. Mm. And so I think, I was just thinking about when we think about, does preference matter? Is it fair? Is it okay? I wonder if we have to think about social capital. And what will it do to me as a black Ugandan to date, quote unquote, not no not down, but to date someone who doesn't have social mobility? Mm. Why would I, if I marry someone without a, if I marry someone with the worst passport, I you... I marry you and you have... And you know, that's completely hypothetical because I would I would burn down the wedding. Like I'd capture the priest. Like it wouldn't go Like through. what's the worst passport? I think. I'm not, anyway, we know I'm not going to say names. Okay. But if I marry a, a war zone passport, mm. for what? Then what happens to us? And I have my Ugandan one. You have your, your war zone. It's dusty. So I think some of us, I think context matters so much. Mm. Um, I also feel like you know so the person that that really
0: feels that everyone deserves love um the reason why i don't like that argument is because it requires everyone to buy into their philosophy and to sacrifice like i feel that if they believe everyone deserves love then they should go and love the broken people um because i think we all do in our own capacities and to us it isn't too much so for me it might not be too much to be with someone with this kind of trauma in their life but for you it might be but you know and so for each that to each their own um but i don't think expecting a a blanket um philosophy like everyone deserves love and therefore accept everyone's traumas i think that's a bit it's too it's idealistic and not considerate of of
1: each individual actually i think it's also probably lacking i mean i can understand can i just also add a qualification to what you said you said broken people so i'm assuming uh we all have trauma and we're all on yes. the spectrum and it's all relative. Yes. Yeah, your issues are relative to my issues. So by, I think you, by broken, you didn't mean. I didn't mean they are broken. We are
0: fixed. It's,
1: we're all broken people. It's just your, what's your, bro, what's <laughs> no, I'm your brokenness? Bro- I'll
0: tell you for free, I'm not broken. Oh really? I'm <laughs> eligible. Look, I'm sorry. I Swiss
1: listeners, Mukunda lies to you every week. I'm so dead. I want to get up. It's interesting because I asked people about their dating preferences just a week ago and singing a very different tune to this week. So let's just read some of the inconsistencies you oh, all presented me with.
0: Why do you treat everyone like they're one, one unit? <laughs> Y'all lied to me all last week.
1: Would you date someone less educated than you? No. 76% said yes. You, hey, you gotta. <laughs> well, no, there are levels to it. Mukundra. So N- Nunu I'm gonna call you Nunu wrote and she's <laughs> like I've left you all in the dark di- like, I have a masters do not compare Yourself to me you are not on, <laughs> on my, my level. level and I was like yeah There are levels to it So they're levels what do you mean so Why you would-, would Nunu wanna now date Earth? No she didn't say that she's saying she's in A league oh, of masters like don't even She can't even participate in our poll <laughs> Like we're not <laughs> Nunu, no, no, we apologize on behalf of. But that's yeah. not even the that's not even the spiciest. I mean, oh honestly, gosh. education for me isn't that serious. Really? Yeah. If somebody drops out, if somebody finishes their GCSEs or whatever at sixteen and then goes to do whatever they do and they're making money,
0: that's it. Though they have to have mad credentials, so they can't be where I am.
1: So <laughs> I'm, I've got a degree, but I'm just there. I mediocre. know more people with they degrees can't who be are where... doing nothing. <laughs> if anything, degrees make you. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you get complete inertia. You get. So much anxiety because you have a degree and you're supposed to know what you want. You do so much less than people who just learned to trade or left school at 16 and just got a job and kept pushing. That's the such a good point. So, yeah.
0: Shame, my answer still no, but I, I've, I've <laughs> got to get over that.
1: Or do you? That's the thing. Or do you? Like, can yeah. you just be classes with your chest and continue?
0: I just need to make sure they're not dumb. Like, how about if they've just been taught how to, like, you know, do this one factory repetitive action and it's made them rich? Like, still, that's not interesting.
1: I think it depends. Hmm, That's interesting. I think it depends on what we, you consider intelligence. Like, what interests you to begin with. Correct. Because they're levels. Yeah. Okay. And a degree.
0: Moving on from classism. Mm,
1: Okay. Would you date someone who you're considerably smarter than? 45% 45% said no yeah well done what the 56% of you and somebody wrote in and said well I've got news for you cishet women you do this all the time interesting wait would
0: you would you date a dumber person
1: uh, the words you use because then I have to come quantify what she means by dumb guy <laughs> she doesn't need to be a... now I have to explain every time you say these words okay okay so please manage okay, that okay, because okay, I can't okay. be your crisis your PR okay
0: I apologize I apologize that I said the wrong words. Would you date someone that is significantly less intelligent than you?
1: Okay. So I, the intelligence I need is not only in one specific, like a few specific areas. Mm-hmm. I need emotional intelligence, which is the ability to pivot. Mm-hmm. And when you find out new information to like synthesize it and either realize you're wrong or right and continue mm-hmm. and to um be curious about other people's experiences outside of your own. Mm-hmm. Now, if you didn't go to university and you have that skill, um, if you didn't, if you don't know things, but you have that skill, anything like anything can happen. That's fine mm. because you'll always be adaptable and curious. So I don't need book smart. I'm not necessarily interested in that. I'm interested in your ability to synthesize information. Okay. So for me, I could date someone who had had less knowledge, but not in terms of emotional um, like elasticity. I see. You tried just it. For the record, you really my answer
0: is exactly like yours. You <laughs> just have the words.
1: <laughs> you're like, well, you did dumb, dumber people, Poor's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I write and t- I wrote in and I said, you sat on a bench and I wrote in. I said, sorry, you're going to no. have to edit that. <laughs> Do you want to edit that? No. I might this- No, leave it. Let people see what the episodes are like when we don't edit. Okay, fine. How's that? Yeah, This now you got to, f- this love is blind, guys. Yeah. Love us for, love us for this. You sat on a bench and you get chatting with a homeless person and you have chemistry. Would you go on a date with them? This is so problematic. Okay, 68% said no. What's problematic? Okay, would you? Oh, no. So then? So what's problematic?
0: Um, For me. It's a problem for me. Maybe I'm using the wrong words again. It's a problem for me to date a homeless person oh. just because they were cute on a bench. So
1: you... Oh, my God, Nyak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> problematic would mean that we are being classist You're saying no, it's probably The fact that you're homeless is problematic to me <laughs> Oh my god guys You're queen This is us in real life, hey, we really tailor ourselves To this podcast Okay, what interests me about that? So 68% of you said no But then all of you are jumping in my DM saying it's not fair That I don't want to date an alcoholic Or <laughs> don't want to date someone with extreme debilitating trauma Are you hearing yourselves?
0: But maybe they're so they- I s- Hmm? Maybe that's the thirty-two percent that they would. I will go.
1: I'll cross-reference Ooh. because what's interesting to me. I said before you explain why I should. We should all date um, alcoholics, and it's unfair that we should have a preference. That's mean. When is the last time <laughs> when a car guard hollered you? When's the last time you turned on your heel, turned around, and can, and actually engaged them, got numbers, <laughs> and now you've got a baby and a you wife? Know, when is the last time? Don't you ever come? It. I think there's a place for moralistic politicking and thinking of our best selves. And there's a place for, which is every day, starting where you are, being honest about that, interrogating it and either being okay with your problematicness or not. But to pretend that we want otherwise is actually just exhausting. Um, and it shows actually probably in your dating choices, Mm. I asked people, now this is one for you, Nyak. Your friends don't know you have a flirtationship with a person. You show them a picture and they have violent reactions. They're disgusted. <laughs> they call them unattractive. Does this affect whether you pursue them? 64% of people said no. It does Liars. not affect me.
0: Um, so it depends which friend. So my closest friends, uh, absolutely. I would think about it because... I do know that love is so flexible and I know that I, there are so many people to fall in love with and I don't believe in the one. There are so many people that, that match that um, I can have a union with, that I can have a, create a life with that I can grow and expand with. So if um, my friends that know me say, Hey, you, this isn't a physically attractive person. I don't want you to now wake up after the honeymoon and be like, wow.
1: How would you though? Your love only grows.
0: Yeah, but all aspects of a person play a role for me, at least.
1: But if you were curious to begin with, you have a ship. you've clearly seen past Mm-mm. or don't mind.
0: My darling, I've seen past all sorts of things and I've woken up later and been like, that's amazing. I don't know how I'm going to continue looking at you.
1: I think my, my curiosity for myself, for you, for everyone is, why is ugliness so terrifying? Why is it such a... um? one why is it terrifying and why do we treat it like it's a personal offense <laughs> and like and and actually a moralistic shorthand to be like because you're beautiful you're good because you're ugly you're bad that's how we treat people
0: so yes i hear you but i also think that the opposite is true um in that we also expect people to look past looks um that that looks shouldn't be a part of it and you know that if you are Um, either a deeper person or, you know, you have more substance to you, looks are not going to matter. It's actually the other things. Whereas my argument is that it is equally as important to be physically attracted, emotionally, you know, in tune, intellectually attracted, um, have the same kind of goal vision or have the same kind of sense of humor. All these things matter. And I have a problem with dismissing the physical attraction um, as a part, you know, in, in the way that the statement that you have suggests that it is. Do you know? Mm. Yeah.
1: So what if you're physically attracted to an ugly person? Is That's, that okay? No. Th- yes. Then okay. then then, I'm physic- then
0: they are then they are attractive. Okay. Yes. Which is goes back to our point at the beginning. Your white king is not attractive to me. My white king is not attractive. You need to, to stop you.
1: saying that. I have really good taste and in, in um, white people. Of course you
0: do. Yours is Ed Sheeran.
1: Listen, yeah. Listen, listen. Seriously.
0: That flaming hair. <laughs> Imagine, oh, that's all you see down between your knees, this oh. hair waving in the wind. Is it your oh, adults have to take that out?
1: <laughs> no, leave it in. Let them know you. Hmm. I think after watching Love is Blind, I was completely convinced that I need, yes, to go to CBD, Jobic CBD, get get into a container and just have people sit in the other side of it and talk you, to me. Why don't you because... go
0: to, to Santan to like... No.
1: Why would I go to Santa? For
0: context, that's...
1: (laughs) Why would I go? What are you trying to say? Now you have to dig yourself out of that.
0: (laughs) CBD is hectic. Like, that's the bubbling pocket. Okay, fine. Wherever. Just
1: wherever. Bruma. I go to Bruma Flea Market. Bruma is not much better. Just go to somewhere that's peaceful. I think... So, ultimately, what I'm saying is, I think for myself, I think love would be so much easier if I didn't have to consider people's... how they looked. And I think we would get there so much faster if we didn't just have such like visceral and violent responses to really good looking or really unattractive people.
0: So I agree with you, but I think that this is where now the lie I feel of love is blind comes in, that looks, yes, they help you get to a certain place, but there's so much more after that, that we overlook, that we think, um, that then we like get into a relationship like, you, we'd be willing to get into a relationship with someone with...
1: Because of their looks.
0: No, I mean, so now you think that if you overlook the looks and you get along um, in one specific way, you're oh. not thinking about... How about if all, the only thing they were allowed to talk about was their financial acumen or the, the way they treated their money?
1: Amber would be kicked off that show quick. Like, Yeah, but that's not how life works. It would be everything but the looks. So now...
0: What? I think, sa- I- I'm, I'm saying... saying That that yes, that everything plays a role. That if you took there are all sorts of different things that you can take out of the equation that would make it easier to like someone like you don't have your life to, we're not going to talk about what house you live in or, you know, how you're doing financially. We'll take the, all of that out. Now we can look at everything else. Then it's, e- then it's easier to take into account or we'll yeah. take out someone's, um, you know, professional aspirations or we'll take out, you know, their family. We won't look at family at all. We'll look at everything else.
1: Like, yeah, but the difference is um, um, looks is that they're largely unearned. It's a genetic lottery. And with life, you're dealt lemons and then, you progress how you progress. And from there, there's character development. Nothing about being attractive brings character development at all. If anything, being ugly... <laughs> if anything, being ugly or being yeah, perceived as unattractive really builds character. Yeah. So... I think I agree. I just want to take it off the
0: pedestal. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Uh, it's not It's not a big moral statement to say that you're not... That love is blind. That you're not looking at, you know, how someone appears. There's. I just don't think... It doesn't make... I understand that people do get a lot of, I mean, pretty privilege is a thing and people get where they are because of their looks and so on and so forth. But there are also a lot of other things that propel people forward that they didn't earn, but also things like family. Um, mm-hmm. You don't choose that, but all, but your family plays a role. And mm. I know that I will be picking my partner also based on their family. Cause I don't want to get into any hectic situations oh, or what I think would be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I don't know if I would do that. so yeah. So looks are important. I'm just saying it's not. It's not as cut and dry.
1: It isn't. But I think my issue is that that's the first. Um, that's the first filtration. Is yes. in a lineup of ten people, you're picking who's attractive. Yeah. And that person might be. Ba- Barnett was, apparently. I guess for the white girls and gays is attractive. That
0: that was the biggest shock
1: of my life. Versus man with the big um, he eyebrow just, bone <laughs> had the most, was
0: just so yeah. um, perceptive. But then here's the thing. Why did big eyebrow bone man not get anyone in the pods if he was <laughs> the most emotionally... Well like this
1: thing is rigged man. No,
0: maybe he's just an agony aunt that actually doesn't know how to talk to people and and you know is forceful. Maybe there's other things, I don't know.
1: I wonder. It's so are we really thinking it's by chance that out of dozens, over 30 people I think, 15 yeah. aside, yeah. the most attract everyone who could have mod- could have modeled and does model literally half of them are models. Mm. Um is that is that a coincidence? I just wonder. I really it's not really making sense that all these people who are <laughs> I just feel like half of them, if Hitler had his pick, he would have put them together. He would have been like, yeah, you'll be good stock for the Aryan. Like he just would have because they all look like the a postcard picture of, of like a supremacist or Only just like a three white of them. Yeah, had, okay, had blue, had blue eyes blonde and blonde and hair, eyes. but still, History. the picture of, and like... And the one was dyed, an Argentinian who dyed her hair blonde. Yeah, but it's, like, the picture of white cuteness, still. True. Where was my black girl who rolled her eyes? Like, I wanted her in. And she was in sweats while Lauren was in heels. No, she was not. She, she was in a beautiful dress. She was in sweats in, the, in the, the house. And she was eating, eating. She's one of the only people you see snacking. <laughs> did you not see Lauren eat as well? I did, but... Again, she had lashes. The way they presented, yeah. the other girl had like Mukundra, Really? Yes, a hundred percent.
0: She the was girls snacking I remember in the background.
1: Amazing. Yeah, there were many. I'm talking about the one girl. I don't know her name. She was okay. like a lighter skinned one. She had a relaxed hair, um, and she was in grey sweat. And when I saw her, when I saw her. <laughs> I just knew. I was like, this is way too real for these people. Like, the way they're all dressed, she's not going to survive. The host is taking notes. She's actually, like, a black girl that feels familiar. Mm. I don't know. Lauren doesn't feel very familiar to me. But I think, I mean, she's an influencer. I don't have influencer friends. So I wouldn't know.
0: You're almost an influencer.
1: Okay. Next. (laughs) What else should we discuss?
0: Well, I mean, okay. So, I mean, are we still going through the what people said? or Like, I kind of want to talk about the points you know, some of the points that stood out the, for me. from Oh yeah, please. Lined. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So discuss Carlton. W- yeah, we'll get to Carlton. Actually we'll get to Carlton. It'll be a segue from what I say. So, okay. So first of all, we talked about the blind concept, which, so for, it was wonderful to think you could just fall in love with someone on the inside for who they are, but it's flawed because I th- there are just so many different people are, people are complex and there's so many different facets to a human being. And I do believe that physical attraction plays a major role.
1: Um, because this is why people be husbandless and wifeless. Because, anyway. because they they don't want
0: to. <laughs> we're, we're all going to wear marriage, blindfolds to your wedding.
1: When, your to accommodate your partner. <laughs> I met somebody who's in an arranged marriage, and it just sounded okay, of course, they're complexity, complexities, but it just sounded so utilitarian and so fuss free. Just the the, the original arrangement that they could just get on with life because they put that stuff aside. They met, Mm. parents arranged it and they were like, hey, like we're both, I think you're attractive. You think I am. But it wasn't based on looks. And Mm. we have the same families, live in the same neighborhood, have the same goals. Should we do this thing? Yes. Two days later. So it's just like, I just think that's such a, so relieving to me to meet somebody who you have just a common, so much commonality. I say this, but watch me land. Like I'm still not going to.
0: Yeah, no she's still going for her Norwegian king. So, but and you know well, what?
1: Well, attractive because you can't just say an attractive king.
0: I thought looks dead <laughs> So, I thought so. I I think that the arranged marriage um idea is great. What I would love to see is something more developed than that. That you could have an arranged marriage that comes together for the utilitarian purpose. But then it's understood that then you need someone that you do find sexually attractive and you have that kind of relationship with. And then you'd have someone...
1: Do you know what I mean? So, that, so it takes a village, essentially.
0: Absolutely. I do still think it's ridiculous that we expect everything from one person. Um, And I think I read somewhere that this that the union like um, a a coupling of people is really just to feed the um, you posted it to feed the capitalist machine uh, the family structures to feed the capitalist machine that nuclear family because two people get together they need to work to keep to upkeep their life then they have kids that they plug back into the system and it's this this like small nuclear family that is encouraged that Needs to plug into the system in order to survive. Mm-hmm. But the way we were before, I mean. Because
1: you ultimately use less when you do it community.
0: Exactly. You, lo- you, you yeah, consume less. You do. And you're happier when you do when you do things communally. And I think when you don't expect the world from one person, there's, you don't have to then get your joy either from each other or from what you two can amass together. Or there's not all these, like the the trappings yeah. of capitalism don't apply because you're happier.
1: So let me ask: Would you swipe? um, right I'm not playing those games anymore. On Jesus, ooh, Jesus can turn water into wine. Yeah. Why? Would so I he was swipe average left? looking. He's average looking. Let's assume he's average looking. So I didn't know
0: it was Jesus. I just saw no, Jesus. No, no, no.
1: He said, "I'm listening. This is Jesus. I'm back." Like I, like I am bullshit. the Son of God. Yes, yes, yes. I'm back. I'm just chilling. Like of course I'd swipe right. Is white right? Is yes, man. No? Yes, but he's he's average looking to you, if not unattractive, in this new skin suit.
0: But I know he's Jesus. So that's a kind of unfair. If I didn't know he was Jesus mm. and he looked unattractive, I'd swipe no. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And I'd uh, miss out on a lot. So the next thing that I noticed, um, or the next point from Love is Blind, is that there was, is or is that needing to be saved is scary. Like there were a whole bunch of people there that needed to be saved. You had um, Kelly, who was
1: the... Fitness instructor? The fitness... Oh, the health... She's like a
0: health whatever she is. Um, shame man. And sis, sis really didn't understand her own sexuality um, and needed to find that, like, that oneness, that that bliss through another sexual partner. And until she found that, she wasn't going to settle. Well,
1: so I mean, it, So just to be clear, she couldn't... She hadn't come with anyone else. She said, I need to come with you to know it's real.
0: That's right. Um... Mm, Which might have been tick-tick. me before, before um, um, what's it called, Bobo and Flex? <laughs> oh, really? Tee-hee. No, not really, really not really. But I, but I just I realized how much I didn't know since I started listening to their podcast, oh, especially about myself, body. my sexuality, my body, yeah. my vulva. Um, and then there was Jessica. So she's the <laughs> messica. She needed to be married to have kids before it was too late, before she shriveled up and died. So it was. It was again like just a desperate energy but needing for this to work so badly. I guess everyone... That's
1: real though, hey?
0: It is real and and I recognize it because I'm 34 and it's like, and I've just had to let go of that and been like, fuck that. Like if, if I... Well, I don't really want kids anymore but I really had to let go of that and if I did want kids, there are so many ways to have kids without it needing to be a gift from a man in marriage and being seen and approved of and chosen.
1: But I think you can want... Of course, as well, as you know, you weren't saying this at all, but you can want kids and want marriage without it being need and picked and chosen. Absolutely. Yes. And when it doesn't come again, you're in the better position to talk about this, um, but you don't want kids. So maybe not. It's hard, like to want something that's supposed to be so easy for you and supposed to come naturally. Everybody, you can't throw a stone without hitting somebody who has kids. And it's like, OK, that's <laughs> the one thing I can't do. Like I was put on this planet to have kids apparently and I can't even have those and I wanted this and... There's so many men around, but like where, or, or people, partners, but like none of them want me. I think mm. it can be, I've, this week I've been feeling really broody mm. and like people have been messaging me about their boyfriends because I, I talked about men who wear makeup and I find that very attractive. Mm. They're like, yeah, my boyfriend his head and he wears makeup. Like I show him how to, and it just like, it just made me feel so warm inside. I was like, wow, mm. you have a man and he likes you and he you put makeup on. How cute. Like I want that. Mm. And I just think yearning isn't nice. And like, yeah, I'm at the first step like of a big staircase of that. But it's just never nice to yearn.
0: No, it's not. And it's actually been quite a difficult journey in understanding. Mm. When you get into the realm of manifestation, you're supposed to know what you want and then release the feeling of wanting it. You know, so it's and it's, and it's only when you can crazy. let it go that it comes. It's a, I think it's a it's a big like mind warp. But it's in releasing the thing, I think, that that stops the energy that says, I want, I want, or I need, which is the statement
1: of I don't have. Um, it's just such a, I feel like the universe is a troll and a big scammer. I think that is correct. I'm sure the universe isn't lying to us. But what a joke that if you really want something, you've got to not want it. And then when you don't want it, you get it. Isn't that the sickest joke ever? Yeah. What a joke, my (laughs) darling. What?
0: A joke. Yeah, but like, okay, we'll spiral if we go into that. Like, we'll figure out the universe another day. Okay. Then we move on. (laughs) Okay. Then the next person that needed saving was, what was Banet's wife? Banet. Banet. Emba. 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 She, her only, her last option was to be a housewife. It was all she had left. It wasn't her last option. She, Mukundwa. She had nothing. She had no career she had path. Debt.
1: She had no job. She had
0: crippling debt.
1: No crippling, job. Crippling, $20,000. No on.
0: house. She was living on her friend's couches.
1: She, so? What's a little
0: homelessness? $20,000 when you don't have a job is crippling. Let's be real. Yeah, well, she needed it for makeup. She told you. Wow, and she even could have... I'm t- that must be nice. She had a She
1: had a makeup credit card I love with that. no job. No, I think she... I think Amber... Out of everybody there, I would marry okay, I have my issue. Cameron, let's put him to the side. I would marry Amber. Because Amber was one of the only people who was clear, very clear about what she wanted. Knew I provide my value is being a wife, raising your babies and looking after this home. I do not want to work. I will not work. Do not expect um that from me. This is what I want and I want you. She was clear. Like, in all Mm. her, whatever, if you consider it mediocrity, she's very clear about that. Everybody else was, I mean, not everybody. A lot of people were uncertain. A lot of the women Mm. were all like, I don't know. uh, Except Kelly, who strung us along the whole way
0: as if she knew what she wanted. And then in the end...
1: So Kelly wants to still be abused. She's still... uh, Likes mm. people who don't clearly who don't respect her. Yeah, she's yeah. still into that that bad she boy thing. Actually, even said that she's like it. She's like, I, I, mm. I, he needs to not respect me. Yeah, she said she's so unused to men being so emotionally available. Mm. So she'd like to go back to hoodrats. So that's what she's up to now.
0: Hey, you, the heart wants what the heart wants.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's actually what she's up to. I need to check. But
0: okay, can we talk about Cameron and Cameron the... and Lauren? You've been itching to get to my lovers. Ugh. Okay, go ahead. What do you have to say?
1: So she was very concerned about the, the fact that she is black and that he's white. Mm. And every single day she was crying about Ebony and Ivory. Also, editor's cuts. Oh, yes, of course. I'm sure there's much more to Lauren. <laughs> you're, so, you're either bitter or you're just mean. <laughs> no. I, well, I, I, I'm talking about what I saw.
0: Okay.
1: Did you, what did Lauren talk about the whole time? Okay, there you go. So, um, going back to let's go back to preferences a bit. Mm. I wanted to discuss this because I think only one black person wrote in and was like, Preferences, that's kind of shitty. Everyone should be an option. Everyone else is white. And I have a theory about that. I have Mm. a feeling that white people are historically so unused to being told no. Mm. So used to not being allowed access to spaces bodies people that when somebody tells you i don't want i see you and i still don't want you that's really jarring Mm. whereas i think i can let me speak for myself i think because i've lived in a lot of white spaces from like a young age i'm so used to not being picked because either because i was black and or black and big Mm. so the idea that I might not be someone's cup of tea because of who I am um is very normal and like very acceptable like it's it is what it is and it's not shocking or offensive and I don't or like I don't hold resentment for that I Mm. just understand some people might be fat phobic or racist or for whatever reason call it a preference with whatever justification and that's fine Mm. so I think we should consider that that like when we say we it's it's only fair that we it doesn't matter if you what that we should do away with preferences and that everyone should be um equally considered is that entitlement is that entitlement to people's space if somebody says i specifically don't want to deal with you because you have mental health issues um or or if somebody feels that way is it entitled for you to say no that's not fair you have trauma too you can't discard me because i have trauma that can't be the reason why you wouldn't want to couple with me.
0: Um, I think that it's not, m- more than it not being fair, it's, it's actually just, it's a defense, a reaction of defense from the person that's being excluded. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Like, I don't think it's an objective thought through, like, uh, comment or commentary to that person's um, thinking. And I say this because, like, if I, a black woman was to say, I don't think preferences are fair. Like if a man doesn't, or a person doesn't want to date, um, doesn't want to date, you know, black people, like, I don't think that's fair, but that's only cause I'm excluded. Um, or there's that feeling of it would be unfair. Not everyone's included. Whereas if I think of myself, I have my preferences or what I think, what I find attractive or what I feel is safe um so like I know that I don't want to date a black man at the moment and that's because of all the baggage that comes along for me why should I force myself to open up to that and I know it's easy for me to say that I think because I am in a place where people would maybe empathize easily more easily but if I was a white man saying I'm not interested in anyone of color uh, white oh I see like then it's and people are much more receptive to you saying that they can kind of make room to understand yes so but but still I think even if a white man said like I don't want to like. I don't want to go there. I'm not dating anyone of color. Um, <laughs> w- while that's messed up, um, I think. Why is that messed up? What you also said. Um,
1: oh yeah. What is so, this? Like, I just don't want to date. I just don't want to deal with all of
0: it. And that's that's what I'm. That's kind of what I'm getting at in a very, <laughs> uneloquent way. Is I'm trying to say that I think that what might be more helpful is if people were just encouraged to interrogate their bias and. And to understand, even if they decide to stick with it, to understand why. And that is a more empowered position. And that is a place where you can still then act with care and consideration um, as you go
1: forward. Oh, yeah, I love that. Because I think I, like, I, when I think of my white king, I'm also at the same time able to interrogate why that's even a concept. Mm. Why would I want that? Why would I seek that out? Why does that interest me? What do mm-hmm. I think is there that's not here? Mm. What do I think... um having somebody that doesn't look like me or is from a, f- a completely different culture or, mm. yeah, like experience, why would that mm-hmm. appeal? And I think the benefit for me isn't so that we become more open to other people for other people's sake. It's so that you understand how you're deluding yourself so that when exactly. what you think you've always wanted arrives, you're able to see, poke holes in it and see yeah. how um how un- magical it is yeah because i think it's dangerous i think delusion without kind of self-awareness is dangerous but i think delusion with it is bliss
0: yeah and actually that, that was one of the positive points though from love is blind is that um you know everyone has their lists And the nice thing about not being able to see the people that they were speaking to is that the physical aspect part of the list was for some people completely thrown out the window for Jessica. She could smell, she could smell that her white King was Barnett, and she just knew immediately that that's the kind of person she'd go for anyway. But for, you know, our, our interracial couple, um the golden star they they both or maybe at least lauren didn't ever imagine herself being with a white man and but she found all these characteristics that were wonderful in someone that she would never have looked twice at
1: very interesting and and that makes me also wonder i was thinking about the ways in which it's so normalized for us to say or for especially for gay for women to say they don't want short men yes and Women, you say that as if it's the women outside of yourself or? (laughs) I'm remembering the bagel guy who got, he tried to fight women in a bagel shop because (laughs) they told him they don't want him because he's short and he ended up getting tackled by a really tall guy. It's just in the wrong country. There are so many places where women are shorter than him. Which is interesting. So I wonder the rise in the acceptability of that, of like being quite, Clear about height. Also, just because it's so arbitrary. Mm. Like when I think about it, if th- what's stopping me from finding my person, um, my male person, is that is height, mm. that would be terrible. Yeah. If I were to do a review with Jesus once I'm dead and see that, oh, here were all these people for you, but because you will not date someone who's below this height, they would just not. That would really, I'd mm-hmm. be heartbroken to think I was that myopic. Yeah. And that's why it makes me think, what about people's physicality is stopping our like, getting in the way of our nuts, in the way of our love, and the way right. of our growth? Um And the hype thing must be an
0: external thing, like for the external gaze, not for yourself. Say so that oh oh it must be for what for other me people or for people. No, for people. When people look in on the relationship or look in on you and your
1: person, look at you at the altar, lol, she's taller than him. Like it's I think I wonder. For me it's an expression of I think Also, I I think there's a difference between what we say we want and what actually happens on the ground. Yeah. I think we have lists, but then we look at... When you look at what's available, you really tailor that. Mm. I think if you talk to anyone who's in a relationship and you ask them what was their list beforehand, I don't know that their partner would match. So I think that... Wait a minute. I've heard so many stories where they're like, oh my God, I wrote a list four years ago and look,
0: he ticks every box.
1: See, I think people tailor the stories once they get together. I know friends who... We're calling their, their now partners waste sloppy, smelly. Three years down the line, suddenly they're together. So it's like, I think things change when love's involved. I think you also r- revise your history a little bit. Yeah. Um, But I think when we think about physical attributes... Because how realistic is it to want... Okay, so I, I I want a white king, but who's extremely well-versed in, in, in all kinds of POC culture across the world. I want him to do all yoga. All kinds of what? POC, uh, all kinds of black and brown histories. Oh,
0: POC. Yes, I
1: want him to be well-traveled, but he still has to be young, so he has to be 28. I want him to have um, a really large salary, but still have the ability to have flexi-time and travel. Got a large salary. He also must do yoga, and I expect him to be able to play sport. I
0: like this But also, like,
1: listen to... So all these things... Listen to Enya. When you put that all together, where do we think we'll find these people? And that's why lists aren't practical, is because often just like geographical and social happenings don't allow you to be to spread out across a whole bunch of disciplines and to be eligible in all these ways it doesn't make any sense but then question like do you have all these things
0: like do you do, exactly. do yoga and and i think that if i do then he can too yeah, but
1: so, you don't do all the things yeah, you want.
0: Yeah, but I do. I made no. sure, in the list in the list that I wrote, I made sure that it's it's also a reflection of me and the things that I'm lacking. So say if it's career that I'm lacking, I'm working on.
1: There you go. No, yeah, no, but, but that's the it's still, it's still in my pipe. Like, it's still yes. my dream. And it is going to happen, but it hasn't happened now. So my thing as well is, I started to think, when I thought of my ideal man, I thought, oh no, he has to be making this much. And then I was like, are, are you making that much? No, nowhere near it. Okay, right. So, there's a fantasy about what someone will provide that you aren't or can't provide for yourself. Right. And where do we expect that to come from? And then how... Like, the realism as well of, like, what would someone... What would my dream person see in me? If we look at how it... If we look at how status plays out in real life, if mm-hmm. I want somebody who's a CEO of Fortune 500, I need to understand what he... What I'm providing for him that would make me attractive to him. Right. And suddenly our um what are they called fantasies crumble really quickly when we start to think of what's the value add for this magical unicorn we have in our heads because yeah life just be like that where things do add up if you tend to be rich you might just date rich people if you tend to be X, you might just and so when we want all these things that tend to geogra- like just socially collide Sometimes we might be setting ourselves up for failure to expect a Swedish prince who somehow's going to be in Joburg and Rosebank as well is going to meet me. Um, and he's this... well versed in people of color issues. Yeah, all these things. It's like, well, how? Hmm. So I'm not saying that there's no upward mobility. Or we can't date across lines. I'm saying maybe if we look at stereotypes or prepackaged, there's a... stereotypes exist for a reason, and we should consider that a lot of times we exist within them because of just how we're socialized
0: maybe maybe though like because i don't i don't like the idea of throwing out the like i'm gonna use the word preferences so things like uh yoga and you know cares about social issues of people of color and um you know is whatever career driven things like that but i think it's understanding like for myself it would be what are the kind of the ridiculous things that i'm tacking on or the things that might not be so important uh in the end, so for instance, that he's a Swedish king or like that he's Swedish for like specifically, um, I might just want someone that isn't of my own race, you know, or that or like okay, keep, okay. keep certain things broad enough that I can still um, have the other things that I want. And I only say this because the cocktail of things that are important to me. I would say ninety percent of them exist with me already, and it yeah. really is. You can well, have
1: them. I think you're what you want is realistic. I think it's the physical attributes that trip you up. yes So wanting a yogi who's Swedish, um, who's into esoterics, but also does CrossFit, then it's like, okay, how many esoterics okay, do, just made do you CrossFit? Those That's not me. But but that example of like wanting, I am though. Okay, but when you think about the body they have, do you embody that? Well, I've kind of stopped CrossFit a little while ago. But but you see what I mean? Is that, like, it's the physical that gets us tripped up. All the other things aren't so wild. But when you start to be like, okay, but they also have to be... I think there's some things that just don't add up. I mean, to expect my Deepak, but who also happens to be ripped... Who also happens to be six words. I'm really
0: going to have to think about that. I really don't think just, it's just <laughs> the physical that could trip you up. I really think that there are other... The more specific we get about certain things, like the more kind of anally specific, it that's where we're not leaving room for magic to happen. Yeah. So, like, he has to own a business that is doing
1: this well in this way um, and is listed on the Fortune. I don't know, like, it's hard. Because then I think, what are the likelihood of someone who owns a very successful business to have time to also go and do CrossFit, hmm. it becomes unlikely. So they might not have those that V going down to his sperm ducts. Unless... So it's like, okay, so maybe I have to make some compromise somewhere.
0: Yeah, I'm... What's the
1: likelihood of like, yeah, a pro athlete having had time to study philosophy? Maybe unlikely. They train all the time. So it's like, for me, that like situational logic mm. that unfortunately does seem like a dream killer. Maybe it is. And, and I, I don't know that people should or should should consider my yeah. way or shouldn't. But I think I'm saying is that this kind of, when we when you stay in your room and you dream up the person of your dreams and you don't go outside and meet people and engage. yeah, it, it, It's a recipe for ending up with no one really.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm. I see that. I see that. Hectique. Hectique. <laughs> so, okay. I think that's a perfect segue into Carlton, who... He's... Who is
1: Carlton? Just briefly summarize.
0: Carlton was um, the man... Who... Can I summarise? Yeah, sure. I actually want to. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead.
1: Black man, very well-groomed, wanted a queen. He specifically said that, and he his big secret was that he is fluid. He likes people of all gender expressions, and he feels that women will reject him because of this um, attribute, and he has found that women have in the past. Then he finds a woman called Diamond, who happens to be black, and she... Loves him, but he hasn't revealed his fluidity and he's anxious about it. Eventually tells her she needs some time to process it and he doesn't take well to that. And when she eventually approaches him the next day to discuss it, he has a blow up. So my
0: issue my issue with this, again, is that it was another person that needed saving because mm-hmm. he needed approval from... He needed external approval um, in order to to be okay so he needed to receive that external approval so badly which is understandable but not saying but it's not healthy and we all have to work on that i have my need for external approval that i need to work on not healthy and the and needing it to come from outside i know is going to be my downfall um so yeah there was a lot of those themes where people weren't dealing with themselves so
1: i think he needed ex- he wanted acceptance not approval which is different because I think if I was with my white king and they didn't accept that I was black, it's chaos. So I think he needed that, be not because it would manifest in his relationship, but because if, if in two years he meets somebody that like oh I thought you were gay and then she finds out that's an issue. So it's just like his historical information. She he, that docket, she needed to approve of.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, yes
1: it's not, b- sorry y- accept of not approve
0: and i think it's both because she needs to accept that that's where he is and who he is but she needs to approve in order to be to be married to him she needs
1: to this can't be something that she disapproves of because oh, of she, who he is but he needed i mean how would that work if she didn't approve it wouldn't so that's i i think what i'm saying is that's not you're framing it like it's it's a the usual character flaw of needing approval no he actually required it because of for the marriage it's different to needing approval because you're a people pleaser
0: but then he no he really the amount of of hurt that he felt mm. doesn't come it doesn't that doesn't sync up with what you're saying to me if all he needed was for her to accept it and it was it, you the way i understand it from you is that he could it's like he could be saying yes or no and she goes yes fine no okay and move on but he really it was almost like, I don't know, it was just, it was very deep for him. He really needed to hear that from her and he needed to feel that, he needed to be told, Carlton, you're, you're good, you're fine, this is, with all of this, of course yeah. I'm still going to love you.
1: Yeah, because it was going to be his wife. Maybe we're, we're splitting hairs here, but... No, 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 you're right, I understand what you mean. I just think, you're looking at it as if it's like, because sexuality obviously isn't a cloak he wears, like it is... That's him. So he needed that to be accepted by his partner. Um, not seeking approval, but he needed her to accept all of him. So I feel like
0: the acceptance came in where she's now wanting to have a conversation. Um, mm. She So she's she's accepted this is who, who you are. Now she's got to now digest it for herself
1: mm. and
0: then understand how can we move forward. And that would be her uh, then like approving of this within her life and in their relationship. So I do think it is both. It's not, it is both. Because she can't proceed without
1: appro- approving. But we can't contrast that with approving my, uh, understanding my sexuality and agreeing is not the same as needing to be saved, you know, because I'm in debt. Or like, it's just not, that's very different. But this th- is a bigotry versus just
0: n- you-
1: people pleasing or needing to be needing to be saved because you just, you know.
0: But the way he framed it, he, the way, it, it anyway, the way it appeared to me is that he oh. desperately needed oh, yeah. that confirmation oh. from her. Oh, of
1: course. Okay. Yes. No, I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. In that sense. And I think it's because the interesting thing here, I mean, he's been rejected his whole life then, assuming, mm. because of his sexuality, mm. especially by other black men. Yeah. And so he desperately needed people who love him to to see him for who he is and accept it.
0: Oh, then now I understand his, that he's way around it, then- Prove that you love. No, establish that you love me. Now accept it.
1: Yeah, I get it. Which um I can understand because it's terrifying. I think it really makes you wonder: Do you have to quote unquote come out to every single person you're you're dealing with, and at what point? Yeah, you know. I think I've so some some femmes in my inbox were saying in my in, your in DMs. my dear in my letterbox, they were saying that they do communicate their queerness immediately. First as a litmus test to see if you are bigoted, but also it just saves them, yeah, it's to understand where you stand. If that means you think it's threesomes, like if you're mm. going to fetishize them or if you're going to be disgusted. So I understand that, but I think that's exhausting, the idea of having to come, quote unquote, come out every single time. And and when do you? And it's the same thing. It's the same thing with anything that affects a dynamic. If you have a positive HIV status, at what point Mm -hmm. are you discussing that with somebody? At what point are you? And actually, comparing the two is a bit tricky. But I think ultimately, because HIV is not an identity, but it affects your. It frames your life so much, and it can affect other people. That I can. That actually. That's a fair... and I mean, I I can see why I'd make those parallels. But just trying to think of other things... Like where... When you aren't... Where else do you have to like come... Like Amber... When was a good time for her to communicate her debt? I think that was... There's never a good time. No, she did it in the right time. You? Mm. After, after
0: he proposed? Yeah, yeah. But when do I just you think, like... I think nobody asked any... Well, we didn't get shown... But I don't think anybody asked... The hard questions in the pods. Like Man. in the pods when it's all blind. Like, okay that's what I would have done actually that's a good question what would you have done differently if you were in the experiment what would you have done differently
1: I ask I would have had the I would have been the winner of Love is Blind because I'm very you would have married your short king (laughs) i'm really i much prefer asking the the more complex uncomfortable like dirty questions nitty-gritty questions and the like surface ones so i would have very quickly found out about that stuff i probably would have though missed out on humor and the surface stuff that does come out day to day like Mm -hmm. when you're living with somebody it's not every day what age do you want to die are you happy you're actually just talking about the toilet paper and the sink and humor and if and i would have never gotten there so what i would have What I would have done is that, and that's why I would have done really well, but also failed. And what I would change, had I done that, is maybe try to be a bit more surface too. Mm. But I think there's no good time. I wouldn't, I would have never at any point communicated in my queerness. No. Okay, I would communicate my queerness for safety, Mm. so I can make sure the person's not mad. Um, But it's not their business or their and not in a defensive way but my queerness will not manifest in our relationship if I'm with you unless we've discussed so why would you need to know that's my position mm. and why does anybody I asked I had a poll about would you want to know would it matter if you're a man you were seeing um, had been with other men and, and told you much later like does it, does it really matter if it's got nothing to do with you mm. does it Nyaki it's a I... hard one
0: it uh, and only because the the st- the socially the social status quo is heteronormativity
1: i think it's hard because when you don't know so- you now get upset that you didn't know. Like when you find out in six months, it's like, well, why didn't you tell me? Is the issue not the issue itself?
0: But only because the status quo is is heteronormativity. Not even like, though. Yeah, because um, it doesn't matter that you you love to um rebuild old cars if you've only told me two years later. Yeah. Oh, that's a big hobby of mine. No, I'm I'm si- because it it feels like like a big thing that you've been left out of only because it's been drilled. For, okay, for me, been drilled into my head that that the normal. The, no- the status quo is is heteronormativity like that if if there is any queerness then then
1: i am under threat but i think it's more i i understand i think it's it's the same issue with couples where if your partner yak had dated your best friend and didn't tell you at the beginning now when you find out six years later it's an issue because you felt they didn't disclose not the dating of the friend but like you should have told me earlier like that becomes I, I just feel like that becomes more the issue Then the friend part, it's like, I feel like you were hiding something. And I see how that ties into heteronormativity because it's like, well, you assumed. You never asked me. And why would you assume I was straight to begin with? Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's all very complex.
0: Yeah, it is. Because how
1: do you... It's hard to... I I would struggle to function without assumptions. I think. I've never tried. But I think it would complicate... It it would just be such a big learning curve Mm. to not assume anyone's gender, race anything and just to go in I'd have to actually just learn new language it affects language itself and how to talk to people like do people want to be called even a a pronoun at all yeah is it just a name
0: but this is so this is why I think communication is so important which was kind of like my the last thing that I got from the um the series was that in my I think in my last two relationships for example I did talk about my um interest in polyamory and in um and 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 my queerness. Mm. And it was and I I put it out there up front so that number one, I didn't feel like I had to wait for a perfect moment um to to feel free. And number two, I could get that out of the way so that um when when it comes time to discussing things that fall outside of the um monogamous, heteronormative framework, it you know, it, it wouldn't affect me. So just kind of accepting accepting un- what the unfortunate status quo is and as you say like protecting myself within that and like this okay is where
1: I am. so it's for your safety and for your comfort absolutely not because i
0: owe them anything but because i don't want drama down the line
1: okay yeah that's quite different that's but good to make that distinction yeah absolutely should we ask a dilemma yes should we go on someone said i'm not dating this year but i've been trying yes congratulations for not dating this year but I've been trying to reconcile my relationship with all men are trash and I am attracted to men. Can I hold both values? Do I need to ultimately let go of one idea to embrace the other?
0: Honey, honey, join the struggle. Whose? Oh,
1: Yours? mine. Oh, Absolutely,
0: shame. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's where I, I was
1: probably last year as well. Um, I feel like a lot of women on the internet are killing themselves trying to uphold the standard other women on the internet have presented as right. what a good feminist is or a good woman is, mm. and those women are out here. Whatever they say, you shouldn't. They're out here booed up. Mm-hmm. They're out here getting money if they told you to divest. <laughs> they're out here shopping from Amazon. They're out here, all the things that they've asked. They've might have suggested or implied you divest from. They're very comfortable with. So I think um be mindful or because at the end when you suffer and when you end up. Whatever it is you don't want alone, mm-hmm. people will say, "Who told you to do that?" And yep. you'll say, "Well, the nebulous internet did, Twitter did, Instagram did."
0: Yeah. So I think your feminist hero will be there
1: with her two pick, two and a half kids, and a white picket fence. So I just, I just think performing—it's become more important to perform what it is to be righteous than to actually hold whatever value you hold to really just be steadfast in that. So I think we need to be um, just mindful of that. Like, what do you actually, what do you believe? Do you believe men are trash? That's okay. Then why do you believe that? Um, Can you break that down? Can we segment that?
0: And actually, and I think that's where the power comes because um, one really does need to understand um, the movement of men are trash and what it means Um, and, and what that means for you, for your safety, for how you process the world. Um, for me, I had to, I had to divorce myself from what made me angry, resentful, upset and alone, um, and really look at how the, the movement could rather either protect me or help me think more clearly or have my own back, things like that. So really just dissect it for what, for what, um, Sorry, dissected into what is useful for you. Um, But yeah. Yeah,
1: I agree. Mm. It's also just a bit... um, uh, What's the word? A bit silly. Because if we think about it... Wait, you were mulling over the word silly. I was going to say short-sighted. Just a bit silly because... Let's think about it in the terms of white people. White people... Whiteness and literally your ancestors have actually, literally and intimately terrorized the entire earth for hundreds of years. You have decimated and ruined so many, all of our lives actually, including mm. your, you've ruined everything for everyone. You've ruined the earth's bag. You've ruined black and brown people's bag. But we still rock with you. We still buy your products. We're still great friends with you. We still work with you, for you, hire you, you hire us. We're friends, we integrate, we engage with you. And we also acknowledge that the birth, white terrorism has completely devastated our communities. We hold those things true every single day. So remember that before you think, okay, men are trash. Yeah, they are trash and they've done all these things. But you can also coexist and enjoy them still on on an individual basis as we do white people Mm. all the time. Mm -hmm. So both things are true. Go enjoy, ride some dick, enjoy yourself.
0: Mm. Big enjoyment. Yeah, put your knees in it. Think of Meg the Stallion.
1: N- uh, no, do it anyway. No. Oh, do whatever you. want. I'm team preserve my cartilage. Actually, this year I will. I will be going on top. Please by the way. do. Cartilage was made to be used. I think I figured out the movement. I was practicing. On my bed. I was phantom. I had a phantom person underneath me. And I practiced the hip movement. I think it's much more about... It's not up and down. Well, it can be up and down. But it's much more of a forward backwards motion. Like a rock the boat. Do you know what I mean? Like an S. Honey, if you...
0: I only know when I'm in the zone. No, it's not ja- It's not
1: up and down. It's much more rocking back and forth. So it's that like you... a C. C. Yes, not exactly. Not an up S. and you're down. you're going to break everyone. <laughs> <laughs> rock the boat. Hey. 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 Okay. We've been silly. We have... Interesting episode.
0: Yeah. So
1: everyone, love is not, in fact, blind. Do what you want. Get your short king. Get your white queen. Get your, with your eyes non-binary king, yeah. whatever. Enjoy yourself. Have mm-hmm. your preferences. Know what they're rooted in. Yeah. Understand the bigotry and do it anyway if that's what you want to do. Nobody's mm-hmm. stopping you. Get your life. Definitely. Live your short life in pleasure. You're dying very, very soon. Yeah. Be racist with your chest. Enjoy yourself.
0: And also like just
1: hold your opposing views with your chest like mana trash and go get your king yeah and you also just don't have to like don't perform spend less yeah. time considering how you're going to explain to your online community uh-huh. what you do and just do it
0: like poor little Lauren exactly she spent so much time worrying about her online
1: community and it's like what community like you you're an influence like Honestly. it's just fashion yeah who's gonna care like no. enjoy yourself if anything you're gonna get more subscribers on YouTube exactly watch me watch me getting my interracial bag too <laughs> all right lovers lovers girls gays everything in between keep it cute bye